Hey, Cross Trainers, Donnie P uh, coming at you Sunday, the 24th of July uh, from Gold Coast, Australia. Beautiful day here. Uh, what I thought I'd do today, rather than continue on healing, I might do that next time, but I felt that it's important to talk to you about testimonies. Uh, yeah, because uh, Revelation 12, verse 11, it says uh, that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So testimonies are powerful, and if you've ever heard them or, you know, if you frequently hear them, you'll know that they are very powerful. And so I've got a few of my own that I'd like to share with you. And um, the first one is about how I became a believer and what happened to me there. The second one is about meeting an angel and so is the third one that might sound crazy but it actually happened to me and no one can ever take it away from me so our god is a supernatural god he lives in a uh different realm to us he's not constrained by time space matter anything else he is unlimited and um yeah he's he's a multi-dimensional god he yeah he is awesome the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, that is Jesus and God the Father and the Holy Spirit are the other two personages of, uh, of the Godhead. And so they're absolutely amazing. So let me tell you about the first testimony about how I became a believer. Um, it was in, oh, I would have been around about 1998. Uh, I was raised in two cults. Uh, so... I understand legalism and things like that. And um, one was the Worldwide Church of God, which was to do with Herbert W. Armstrong, and the other one was the Jehovah's Witnesses. So my mum was in the first one and my father was in the second one, and there was a lot of uh, friction in the home over who was right and wrong and religion and all of that. And uh, as, a, as a child... I just got really sick of that, didn't want to know anything about God or anything about any of that stuff. I I just, yeah, purely and simply didn't want to know and, and rejected the whole lot. And who who could blame me <laughs> coming from that sort of background? Um, so not that I'm trying to beat up on my parents about that. It is what it is, and I'm not, you know, sucking my thumb about, yeah, just, just about that life moves on and I'm an adult and I've got my own choices to make and I'm responsible for my own life and my own choices and the outcomes that I get as a result of that. So I think it's important to not act like a victim, speak like a victim or think like a victim. Uh, we are victors through what Christ did for us and when God is for us, who can be against us? That's Romans eight thirty one from the top of my head, I think. Um, so, yeah, enough said on that. But uh, I just wanted to create a bit of context for you. So um, I'd been in the religion that my mum was in because uh, I had an experience with God who was, uh, yeah, just showing me that he was real. It, it just so happened that I went along to the Worldwide Church of God and became a member of that for 15-plus years. Um uh, but yeah, it was highly legalistic. They would cherry pick scriptures, and um, yeah, it was it was an interesting experience. But praise God, it protected me from a lot of wicked and stupid things that I otherwise would have done. 
if I didn't have any constraints on me. So I'm grateful that I went through that experience uh, because it it protected me from a lot of things that otherwise probably would have done. Um, so yeah, praise God. But anyway, um, there was a big sort of uh, schism in that church, uh, a lot of change by a man called Joseph W. Tukoch, who I really respect. Uh, he was going along with this um, cultish thing. Uh, he was the quote-unquote lead apostle of that after Herbert W. Armstrong died. Uh, he took over the reins and God was dealing with him and God, I believe, spoke to him and said to him, well, look, you know, this this stuff is wrong. It's all about money and position and power and a gravy train and all of that and you need to change from it. And not only do you need to change from it, but you need to make a, a uh, well, what I call a reformation and you need to renounce Sabbath keeping, holy day, like Jewish holy day keeping and uh, keeping of, of the law and stuff like that, even though they didn't keep it entirely. They were very selective. But, um, yeah, Joseph W. Tukoch, uh, who was the lead apostle of that organisation, uh, basically renounced everything, said that we got it wrong and said that we need to follow Jesus Christ as our personal saviour. We need to know him personally and we need to stop, uh, you know, trying to uh, win favour with God through keeping of days and, you know, observing unclean foods and other things because we used to keep that as well. I, I didn't eat pork for 15 years, but now I'm uh, I'm catching up uh, for lost time. <laughs> I, I like my bacon and egg rolls. Um, so, yeah, it was a different experience. But, yeah, Joseph W. Tukoch, he... Um, yeah, he was a visionary, and more importantly, he was faithful to God. And so he could have stayed on the gravy train. He could have kept having the power and the money and the prestige and whatever else came with it. But he chose to follow God, and he chose to turn his back on legalism, and he chose to embrace uh, biblical Christianity and chose to accept Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. So... With the schisms that that caused, there was one group that went back into Armstrongism and legalism. Uh, they went further back into the law than what they already were. There was a group that didn't know what they were doing or what they wanted or what God was telling them or whether this was of God. So there was a lot of confusion. So that was sort of reigning throughout all groups, to be honest, but particularly the second group who were pretty much in no man's land, didn't know what was going on. I didn't know any direction and were literally lost. And then there was a third group that, um, you know, basically examined the scriptures, saw that Joseph W. Tukoch was right, legalism is wrong, keeping the Sabbath and holy days and clean and unclean foods and unleavened bread and whatever was pointless because Jesus, um, everything pointed to Jesus. Uh, he was a fulfillment of the law. And, yes, yeah, so the third group in, embraced Christ and New Testament Christianity. And so there's still a lot of our people uh, in that organisation even today. But, yeah, there's uh, a separation of sheep from the goats. And I think that's happening in general through the body of Christ. Jesus is shutting down dead churches and uh, cutting off um, religious nonsense and He's getting his church ready, so praise him for that. But the reason I mention that is 
it's to do with my testimony. So I came through that uh, fracturing of the Worldwide Church of God, as it was known then, and uh, I was married at, at the time, but that's another story, and it was a bit of a nightmare, and that didn't work out in, in the end, uh, partly due to the, the legalism, but mainly due to other issues, some of which were my fault, um, and some not. Uh, but I uh, moved to the Gold Coast, and um, I was sick of religion, didn't want to know about God, and so I wanted to go out and do my own thing, and catch up for lost time and felt that I'd been ripped off, lied to, used, uh, manipulated, dominated, controlled. I I felt really stupid uh, that I was in that cult and that I let them tell me what to do because after I saw that it was obviously and clearly wrong, then I thought, well, what what is right? What how how do I know when I'm listening to anyone else that they're telling me what's true or right? And so I just thought, well, stuff it all. For want of a better way to put it, I'm going to turn my back on the whole thing and I'm going to go into the world and catch up for lost time and do what I didn't have the chance to do before due to constraints on me. Um, so I sort of started to do that and it didn't really get me anywhere and I was completely unfulfilled and lost, really. And um, I used to drive to Brisbane from the Gold Coast to work, which was a bit of a hike about an hour up the road. And it wasn't a very good road at that time. And anyway, um, I was on my own in in the car one day and I just was frustrated with myself and my life and my situation. And I ended up just shouting out to God and I said, if you're real, prove it. And yeah, then I didn't think any more about it. Um, So about, I don't know, probably a couple of months later, I was driving down a certain road at about... Uh, near, yeah, it would have been about 6pm uh, coming down this road, a main road about 10 minutes from where I lived and uh, yeah, it was well by, yeah it, it would have been just after 6 actually and so the sun's setting I, I forget what time of year it was but yeah, the sun was going down so it must have been sort of not winter, it would have been spring or summer and uh, Anyway, driving along, uh, all of a sudden the the car seemed to drive itself into some uh, building sort of lot. Um, I was really struggling to stop it going in there and I literally couldn't stop it going in there. Um, I was fighting it, I was trying to stop it going where it was steering and, and I literally couldn't. And anyway, uh, I ended up in this parking lot of this building and it was just weird it freaked me out and I just thought well why am I here and I looked over and I saw this building with the lights on and I don't even know why I got out of the car and why I went over there but it worked out that it was a church and uh, the evening service was just starting and I literally don't know why I went in there it's not anything I wanted to do but I I was somehow compelled to go in there. I, I, I just had to go. And so I uh, went to the front there and sat down the back and realised it was a church and thought, oh, well, I'm here. I might as well listen to whatever they've got to say and leave it at that and then get out of there. So I listened and I thought, well, you know, these people don't appear to be crazy. It seems normal what they're saying. It 
seems biblical. Um, no one's here biting heads off chickens or drinking poison or picking up snakes or doing doing any crazy stuff. So yeah, I I thought to myself, well, okay, yeah, that that's cool, but time to go. As soon as the sermon finished, I was just going to get up and get out and leave. Um, anyway, I proceeded to go to the door, and there's this really tall dude there, about well over six feet tall he was, and um, really broad shoulders, really solid set guy. And he stuck out his hand and said, I'm Andrew. And I said, well, yeah, I'm Don. And I was thinking to myself, well, yeah, good, good for you. Um, I don't really care and I'm, I'm leaving. And then he said to me, you've got something to tell me. And I go, do I? And he goes, yeah. And, and then he started to tell me all about my life, everything that had been happening. I'd never seen the guy ever before. I didn't know him from a bar of soap. I, I would have probably known a bar or so better than him, yet he knew everything about me intimately, everything. Um, and he said, come into my office, and I did, and then he proceeded to tell me more about my life and where I was and what was going on and why I, <laughs> why I, I, I was there. And he also told me that God told him that 15 minutes prior to the service starting, that... Um, someone was coming um, to the service, some new person uh, that, yeah, literally uh, needed help and needed guidance and and uh, direction, and, and that person was, was me. Uh, God prepared him for that, gave him words of knowledge. It was, it was just the most amazing thing. I've, I've never, like, yeah, how how could I deny that it was God? So then I realized uh, what I'd said to God in the car and God took me up on, on the challenge and he did prove it. And so what was I to do? Um, as it worked out, I, I just broke down bawling like a, like a baby and just let out a whole heap of junk I'd been carrying and unburdened myself and and I, 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 I tell you what, the, the freedom I felt that night was amazing because I passed from legalism to relationship and I passed from, uh, you know, thinking that I had to do a whole heap of stuff to please God and keep laws and whatever, um, went from that to knowing that Christ paid the penalty for my sins. Uh, he shed his blood willingly for me at, at the cross and he paid for everything that uh, every sin that I have done uh, are doing now by omission or commission or will ever do. And I mean, just so you know, I'm not deliberately in sin. I, I mean, we're all human, but I'm not trying to practice sin or, or live in it because uh, I invented a saying that God is not into timeshare, and He's He's my Father. He's He's a good Father. Um, as a side comment, my earthly father was, well, was not that. Uh, he was anything but that, and that was another lot of uh, junk that I had to rid myself of. Um, you know, but the Holy Spirit just took all of that away. He, he took my sins away. He took my everything away and gave me a life with purpose and meaning. And um, it was it was absolutely amazing, you know, uh, it was so amazing. Um, so, 
Yeah, Andrew was the minister, and um, I confessed everything to him. Not not that I had to, but I, I I knew that I was really talking to the Holy Spirit, and he was the one that convicted me that I I needed to to do some business. And so that night, uh, I became a New Testament believer. I was free of legalism. I was free of all my burdens, all my sins, and I tell you what the the sense of gratitude and freedom that I got, and I've still got it. It's amazing. It it it's so awesome. And here's another amazing thing. Um, I only reflected on this uh, not that long ago. The road that that all happened on, where the car steered itself into the car uh, lot, is Discovery Drive. It's at Helensvale on on the Gold Coast. If anyone knows it. Uh, obviously overseas listeners won't but yeah it's it's discovery drive so i mean god has a sense of humor <laughs> you know it's it's just so awesome i mean i'm i'm so grateful so that's how i became a christian and one of my friends who also went through the same thing i went through was in the same church uh i said to him man you've you've got to come and check this out it's awesome you know like uh the the, the freedom that i've found in in christ and and going to church and stuff is just amazing. You 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 really got to come and come and see it for yourself. And he said, "Well, good for you, not for me." Uh, this is another testimony. It's sort of a side one, but it's a good one. And uh, I said, "Well, okay, whatever. I'm still going, and it's 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 great. And you should check it out." Anyway, like this went on for about six months. You know, he he knew I was going to church and. Um, one Saturday night, he rang me up and said, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? As in Sunday, and I said, well, you should know what I'm doing in the morning. I'm going to church. And he said, oh, good for you, not for me. Um, so anyway, I thought nothing of it. But at about 9.15 that morning, the phone rang, and uh, as in Sunday morning before church, and it was him. And he said, are you still going to church? And I go, yeah. And he goes, can I come? And I go, well, yeah. Why? <laughs> you know? If, of course you can come. And I said, do you want me to pick you up or are you going to drive there? And he said, oh, look, yeah, I'll, I'll just drive there and I'll meet you there. Anyway, I met him there about like five minutes before the service started. He went in there and he just got smashed. The Holy Spirit just wrecked him and it was awesome. And um, I got to see him become a believer as well, you know, because pretty much, well, uh, the the whole overwhelming experience of the Holy Spirit chasing him, he was just so convicted in 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 the service. The songs really hit him in his heart. So did the message, and he was just a blubbering mess like I was. And he gave his life to Christ that day, and he's still powering on in in the Lord, and it's just awesome. So, yeah, that was that was another one. Um, so let me tell you about the bearded angel. Uh, God, God is so funny. It's it's so cool. Um, I'm a parent of two girls, and I have a wife, of course. And um, one day, uh, when the girls were young, uh, they're older now. One's married, one's in university. But when they were, I don't know, they're probably like about nine or ten. Um, we were parked in this street near a university dental um, hospital service thing where they had uh, some dental um, appointments. So I was in this street looking 
at the front of the building, which is the Griffith University Dental Center, um, which was at Southport in those days. Um, in the street, the, the car was, uh, uh, sorry, the, the street was full of cars on the left and right hand side, all parked. And um, anyway, uh, a good friend of mine named Joan, who was a bit of a mentor of mine, uh, she had just died in, uh, in a place called Melbourne, which is uh, a major city in the south of Australia, in a place, a state called Victoria. Um, but we were, we were very close. Uh, her, her name was Joan. And uh, this friend of mine that I mentioned about uh, coming to church and getting smashed by the Holy Spirit and being a believer, uh, he knew her very well too because I'd introduced him to her and we went down there and spent a bit of time with her, you know, just us as friends and stuff and hanging out with Joan at her place. And anyway, I, I got notification of her passing and um, I thought I'd ring him up and let him know and I was sitting in the car. Um, yeah, literally, I just told him that Joan had passed. And then I said, I wonder what eternity is. And I was about to say like, but before I could get the word like out, I saw out of my peripheral vision on the right, this, well, person coming toward me. And um, it was this dude with a beard and, and a backpack and, I don't know, I think he had, like, trousers on and just a regular shirt. And he lifted up my windshield wiper or windscreen wiper, as we call it, and stuck this CD thing there. And the, the, the thing is that he could have done that with any car in the street um, on either the left or right-hand side of the road, but he came up straight to my car looked at me through the windshield before I got the word like out, lifted up the windshield, put this CD there, put the uh, windshield wiper back down and left. And I got out of the car, I said to Mark, this friend, hey, hang on, some, some dude's just put something under my windscreen wiper. I don't know what it is. And um, I got out to like see this person and he'd already gone and I, I didn't see where he went. Um, I'd never seen the guy before. I said to Mark, can you hang on for a minute? And he goes, yeah. And I I got out of the car and went round to the front of the car, lifted up the windshield wiper and looked at this thing, which was a CD. And I tell you what, I freaked out because on the CD, it was called A Glimpse Into Eternity. It was a CD by a guy called uh, Ian McCormack, and you can find the CD on YouTube about his testimony of uh, how he was away from God and he had a praying mother and um, he was in uh, Mauritius or somewhere like that, you know, doing like surfing and, and diving and whatever. And um, he went out one night um, with some fishermen and he got stung by what we call here in Australia... Uh, irikanji jellyfish and those things if they get on you they will kill you because they have uh toxins in their um sort of stingers or trailing things whatever off the jellyfish uh that are neurotoxins and if you get stung by them you you're basically toast you're you're going to die and he got stung by a few of them and it was his testimony about what happened to him and meeting God and all about eternity and 
absolutely biblical, just absolutely amazing. So look it up for yourself. Uh, Ian McCormack, A Glimpse Into Eternity. And I, I, was, I was shocked, you know, I was absolutely shocked. Uh, I was so freaked out by it. It took me like three weeks to even play it. And when I played it, I was just a mess because it was literally God's answer as to what happens in uh, eternity. I mean, he provided me with a glimpse into eternity and I didn't even get the word like out. I mean, so if you think that God is distant and uncaring and, and not close to you, think again. He's right there. He's as close to us as as uh you know our our breath or anything as as air is uh god is here god is all around us and he's got his ministering spirits who he sends out from the throne room of heaven to minister to his people you know god is for us and no one can be against us and i mean he he knows what we need even before we ask him and um, I verbalized it to Mark. I wonder what eternity is. And before I got the word like out, this angel put this thing under my windshield and it was the most biblical, amazing thing I've ever seen in my life to date. And wow, you know, what an amazing thing. It, 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 was, it was just awesome. And I, I, I still get chills uh, when I think about it in a good way. And it's, it's so encouraging. But... God has such a <laughs> such a sense of humor. You know, he sent this dude with a backpack with a beard and, you know, the most unlikely person ever. He looked like a bit of a, I don't know, maybe a student type or a hippie type or whatever. I, I forget exactly what he looked like now other than the fact that he had a beard and, and a backpack and just trousers and, and a shirt. And, you know, when I got out of the car, he, he wasn't there, so... However, he came to the car, he left the same way. And, you know, our, our God is, is a supernatural God. He's, yeah, his ways are so far above our ways. Uh, and his thoughts are so far above our thoughts. And isn't that awesome that he's like that? I mean, because just imagine if he thought, behaved and acted like us. It would be a train wreck. And by default, if he did that, he wouldn't be God. We, we need a God who isn't human, um, even though he sent his son to live as a human and became man. But uh, God the Father, um, you know, he, uh, he doesn't, well, the, the Son, the Father and the Holy Spirit are now doing their thing and they, they don't live in a jar of clay like we do. Uh, they're, yeah, their ways are so far uh, higher than our ways and their thoughts are so far uh, superior to our thoughts that it's awesome and uh, hallelujah that he isn't a human because we need to be saved uh, from ourselves and from our own thinking and our own behavior and this is exactly why we shouldn't rely on our own lived experiences as a litmus test of what is or isn't of God the real barometer is listening to the Holy Spirit through divine revelation that you get from engaging with the word and fasting about it, meditating on it, speaking it out, drinking it in, living it. Uh, that's that's how, how revelation comes, you know, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, so, yeah, the, the bearded backpack dude, that was just amazing. 
um, and right on time. Is yeah, I literally didn't have the chance to get that uh, word out. Like, and uh, God already answered it. Um, and wow, yeah, look it up. Uh, look that testimony up on YouTube, and you will be amazed. It will give you a glimpse into eternity, as it did with me. So, the third one was um, when my uh, <coughs> excuse me um, when my father passed uh, in two thousand and seven. My sister and myself inherited the family farm, and even though my father and uncles and all that, you know, a lot of relatives are farming people. Um, I never was, uh, even though I'd been to the farm a lot with my father and, and, uh, been to his brother's farms and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not the farming type and, um, yeah, uh, enough said on that. But anyway, my sister and I inherited the farm and there was a bit of maintenance to do and stuff on the farm. So, um, I was driving an old blue Ford at, at the time, a wagon, um, and it was useful because um, I got to throw a lot of stuff in for the farm to go down there and take there and do things when I got there and all that. Um, but anyway, long story short, I threw all the farm gear in the back of the uh, station wagon and I was driving from the Gold Coast to where, where I was born and raised in a town called Grafton in New South Wales, which at the time was like... I don't know, about a three and a half hour drive south of where we live. And um, when I was just leaving the Gold Coast, I, I got a red light on the dashboard of the car. And this Mark friend that I mentioned to you about the backpack uh, bearded to the testimony, you know, and uh, also the, um, yeah, the, the church testimony and him becoming a believer, he's a good mechanic and panel beater. And anyway, I rang him up and said, hey, what do you reckon about this? Do you reckon I'll get down there? And he goes, probably not. Stupidly, I didn't listen. And uh, I thought, oh, I'll forget it. I mean, it's moving and I'm going to go anyway. So I got down to a place called Ballina, which was on the main highway south at that time. It no longer is because there's a, a new highway that's been put in and it's, uh, you know, uh, the, the highway doesn't go through there. But back in those days... Uh, it was extremely busy, and um, anyway, I got into Ballina in the main sort of thoroughfare um, with trucks behind me and everything, and all of a sudden the car died. I was in the inside right-hand lane heading south uh, with trucks right up my backside and traffic everywhere, and um, I got out of the car. I put the car into neutral, and open the door and I'm sort of trying to push it off the road um, or that was what I was about to do and um, just before well when it broke down I just said oh Jesus can you help me and um, I opened the door put it into neutral and I was about to push myself or try to push myself off the road but just when I was opening the door these two guys turned up I didn't see where they came from I well, actually it was three um, yeah it was it was three they, they turned up, I opened the door to get out, and they said, oh, a rotten place to break down, isn't it? And I go, yeah, not kidding there. And they said, look, why don't you get in? You've got it in neutral. Uh, you steer and we'll push, and, um, yeah, we'll get you off the road. And I go, oh, thanks, guys. So that's what happened. I got back in the car. Um, it was still in neutral. They pushed me off the road. 
Um, you know, all, all the traffic is banked up while this is happening. And, um, yeah, I, I was on the side of the road and I got out to thank them and there was no one there. Um, literally no one. So they disappeared. But then I realized what I'd said. I said, Jesus, can you help me? And again, <laughs> you know, <laughs> again, uh, God was right there. Uh, Jesus did help me. And it's, it's actually a dumb thing to say, Jesus, can you help me? I should have said, Jesus, please help me or something like that. You know, but he had mercy on me and um, the angels were there and they pushed me off the road. And when I got out to thank them, no one was there. So um, it literally happened. I mean, they were there one minute. I was in the car driving, uh, steering off the road and got out to thank them and no one at all was there. Uh, So... Yeah, it's uh, really quite amazing. Uh, So that's just three uh, of my testimonies, but no one can ever tell me that God is not real. My lived experience says otherwise. Um, We do serve a supernatural God. Uh, God is for us and not against us, and he's all around us. And, um, yeah, like we we really need to engage with our father, uh, with our elder brother, Jesus Christ, and uh, with the Holy Spirit and, and do business with all of them. And yeah, just, just apologize and say, look, you know, I've gone my own way. I've done my own thing. I've been stupid. I've, I've shut you out of my life. I've tried to live independently and I've, I've neglected you. I've, I've neglected my salvation. Uh, forgive me and clean me up, dust me off, and show me what you want me to do. Show me what my purpose is for this life. And when you say that, uh, that's exactly what all personages in the Godhead want to hear. You can't say those words without God acting on it. Um, so, yeah, um, I I love testimonies because I know um the the ones that i've lived and what i've seen and how they've affected me testimonies are powerful the enemy cannot do anything to anyone um that has experienced stuff like that uh when you have lived experiences like that um you know what you know and the enemy can never take it away from you and so even though i can't see jesus god the father of the holy spirit for now um, I know that they're right beside me. Uh, they're, they're right here with me. And they are for us and, and they're not against us. And, you know, like, let's, let's um, be who we can be in Christ. Let's read the word, believe the word, speak the word, um, and, and seek God about what he wants us to do. Because I personally believe that everyone has a life purpose. Uh, we are uniquely created beings by God the Father. Uh, we all have unique DNA and unique fingerprints and no one is exactly like us. Even with twins, identical twins, there may be just slight differences, you know. But yeah, we are purpose-made, purpose-built creations. We're here for such a time as this and we need to be about our Father's business and honour him. And um what I would say to you is expect signs, wonders, and miracles to follow you. Um, you know, these these signs will follow those who, who believe the word says. Uh, they'll 
cast out demons, lay hands upon their sick, and they'll yeah, uh, just upon the sick, and, and they'll recover. We'll we'll speak in new languages and a whole heap of other things. Um, you know, so we serve a supernatural God, and um, the supernatural is real. And I I just love it. You know, I truly love it. And oh, uh, part of the testimony of getting the car pushed off the road was the fact that um, part of the reason for me going down there on that trip was to meet a barrister guy that wanted to inspect a farm because we realised, my sister and I, that, hey, we, we're not farmers and it's uh, too far away from us to uh, for it to make sense long-term for us to keep the property. And anyway, uh, long story short, I ended up, uh, when I got pushed off the road, I got the road service to come and start me and I stayed in a motel there overnight and I met this uh, barrister guy uh, in uh, a town further down the road at a place called Broadwater um, where it broke down again and I put it in a garage but I got a lift with him because he was going down anyway and it worked out that he was a uh, backslidden Christian um, who was bent out of shape about God and what God quote-unquote did to him and, you know, how he'd never deal with God again and all this other stuff. And it worked out that God wanted me to talk to him for about two hours about uh, Christianity and and uh, faith, you know. And so he didn't end up buying the farm for whatever reason. I don't really care why, but I know that that was the divine appointment. It wasn't about selling the farm. It was about talking to that guy um, about faith, Um so yeah, that was the conversation that we had, and he he raised it. I didn't even start it, but he he started it, and um, yeah, it was it was just a um, amazing thing. Here I am slapping this barrister around the head in a in a, in a, in a good way, just putting stuff in his face and challenging him uh, in a in a respectful way uh, that he needs to get his act together. And that went on for two, <laughs> for, for for two hours from. Uh, you know, from where the car was, where he picked me up to the farm and then back into town and all, all that stuff. So it was definitely a divine appointment. So what I'd say to you is ask God for divine appointments. Ask him to show you who he is and do what I did when I was in the car. Say, if you're real, prove it. And he will definitely prove it. You will uh, have stuff happen that you can't deny um, you know, so yeah, I, I know that this is not a fairy tale. Jesus is alive. The Holy Spirit is alive and is, uh, doing his thing on the earth. When Jesus left, he came and hallelujah. Um, you know, uh, having Jesus here in bodily form is nowhere near as good as, uh, the Holy Spirit. Cause if it was, it wouldn't have happened that way. But, um, Jesus went uh, to prepare a place for us and uh, the Holy Spirit is here uh, moving amongst us and uh, yeah, we've, we've got so much going for us. It's, it's amazing. So when we know who we are in Christ and uh, what God has done for us and the power uh, and authority that we have access to, the enemy will run away screaming. He, he basically is a complete coward. He's, he's a gutless coward. And when we show him that we can't be messed with, he will flee. Um, so, yeah, make him flee. Um, get real with God 
and uh, you'll have your own testimonies in time. And uh, yeah, God is faithful. So I hope this has encouraged you. So be blessed this week. Uh, Have a great week and uh, have a supernatural week. And uh, send me a a chat. Uh, Tell me some of the things that's kicked off in your life. Uh, Or you can get me at uh, crosstrainersonline at outlook.com on email. That's crosstrainersonline at outlook.com. Or just put up a chat message and, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to hearing your testimonies. I love testimonies. So be blessed. Have a great week. Bye for now.